Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Hi, it's me, and welcome to Kill Me Now. Now, this is an extra, extra special episode of Kill Me Now. Um, I'm calling this our pride episode because one of my closest gays is our guest. But also, I bought, are you ready, guys? I bought podcasting equipment so wherever I go, I can record a podcast. And this is the first time. Okay, so here was the deal. We're in my my kitchen, um, and I could either turn the air conditioning off and open the windows, but it, I'm telling you right now, it is so fucking loud with the fucking sirens. So, um, we're not doing that. Instead, we're sitting at the kitchen table. I'm just going to give you, my guest is here who I will announce in a minute. Ben is here and my guests, lover and dog, Lucy (laughs) is here. And Lucy is the fucking cutest thing. And this is why I love doing my podcast 
I do. Oh, I have to get my bell. Hold on. Let me pause it. Okay. So since our guest is a member of the tribe, that was the first time I used the Jubel on my new equipment. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so happy to have here as my guest on Kill Me Now, today, the one, the only gay, Eddie Sarfany! Hello, hello, hello. Ding, 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 ding. Wait, now, Eddie, um, I watched a video of you. And if you don't know Eddie, Eddie wrote the book Mental. He's written, it's a bunch of essays. Uh, he's in the book uh, When I Knew. He is a comedian, writer, uh, he teaches. You're a professor. A professor. Um, an adjunct, they call it. Yeah. So they can pay you nothing. He has adjunct. That's why. Anyway, but Eddie, I've known for a long time. Um, and our mutual BF, Bob Smith, who I mention often. Now he's our mutual show. DF. And now he's our <laughs> mutual DF, dead friend. We, we miss you, Bob. And we're dedicating our Pride episode to the... The unbelievable memory and the, the incredible person. A memory's not really unbelievable, is it? No, that was bad. Uh, we're dedicating this podcast to the memory of Bob Smith. Yes. So, or as my kids called him, Uncle Bob. And as I called him, faggot. Faggy. Okay? Because yeah. we say that. We I No, I actually called him faggy. I'd be like, hi, faggy. Uh, which now you can't say, as you know, because... Well, you could is, say it as your podcast. Right. So for all you politically correct people, sorry. I, no, I'm not sorry. That's how I talk. I'm not sorry. Anyway, Eddie, welcome to Kill Me Now. I've Thanks been, for having um, me. I've been dying to have you on, uh, but I wanted to have you on for Pride um, because you're gay and you've been out I'm for a long so time. so gay. Um, your book, Mental Funny in the Head, is on its third printing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since it printed. Okay, it doesn't matter, Eddie. All right, all right. Stop putting yourself down. I I will not. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm a good Um, person. So, Eddie, uh, you grew up on Long Island. I did. Uh, what part of Long Island? I grew up in Comac, Long Island. And that is where Julie Halston, Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell was a senior in high school when I was a freshman. No way. Yeah, she was. She's part Jewish, I've decided. Wait, so you went to high school with Rose? Well, I didn't know her. I mean, I right. knew she was. Was she popular? She was popular. She was the, the homecoming queen. Okay. See, that's where, <laughs> like, I know she had it tough. You know, her mother died when she was 13, and she's had horrible issues with her, you know, family and her father. But she was home. Like we, I talk a lot about high school because it yeah. was so brutal. But she was she, like, and she is like kind of the homecoming queen. You know, like she is well, popular. She's yeah. a popular person. But she's she, not like when you the picture that first comes to your mind when you say homecoming queen. Right. You don't think yeah. of bro. That's yeah. why I'm telling you, she transcends everything. Right. 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 Yeah. So you grew up in Long Island. You have a brother. I have a brother who's uh, four years, four months, and four days older. Um, and that would be the number four people. Yes. And a, your brother's also a Jew. My brother's a Jew, and although he's kind of uh, anti-Jew. Why? Yeah, he just, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't, all the religious stuff he thinks is just crazy and ridiculous and, um, I don't know, he just like, he couldn't wait, he, he couldn't wait to get away from, from Jewish girls in New York. 
That's really? And yeah. Who, who so then he ended up marrying a Jewish girl from Paramus, New Jersey. Oh. He went halfway well, across the country that's to... That's very different. Paramus yeah. versus Long Island. Not... Okay. Um, you are the youngest child. Um, what did your father do for a living? Since I couldn't find that anywhere. Oh, yeah. Because he's not really well represented on the internet. Right. I know. He, um, he was... Um, originally, he was a garment cutter. Okay. What the, was his name? Um, Morris. Morris? But they called him Mike. His family Why? called him Morris, but other people called him Mike. Why? Because he wanted to assimilate? I don't know. It wasn't good enough to be Morris Sarfany? Yeah, he had know. to be Mike Sarfany? That's not very know. nice. Okay. No. And, um, he, um, but he hurt his back at work when, when we were well, small, and what? then he became a draftsman. You know, they're doing schematics and right, stuff. Right, he right, worked right. for Grumman Aerospace, and right. he worked for Chiron, the company that makes the the letters go across right. the bottom of your TV TVs, screen. Yeah. So did you, uh, what did, how did he hurt his back? What was he doing? I don't know. He was lifting something at the garment, at the okay. garment factory. Now, as a Jew working at the garment factory, see, this is why we don't have the window open. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're complaining about the air conditioning, too fucking bad. Anyway, so the, um, he's working, he's doing manual labor. But it was a garment cutter. He cut right. the patterns out and, and stuff. Uh-huh. So, I, you know, I don't remember him ever doing that. It was probably right before I was born, even. Um, and and did where did he grow up? With the grew- fucking ice in the glass. Sorry. Sorry. God damn it. God, where that did- and the sirens. <laughs> where, did, where did he grow up? My father's from the Bronx. That's shocking. Yeah. And where did the family come over from? They came from um, Salonica in Greece. Wow. Yeah. That's why it's Sarfati, because you're Sephardic and you're hairy. It actually means Frenchman. Really? Are yeah. you French? Did you get your DNA done? No, I haven't gotten my DNA right. done. Um, I would have. Yeah. All right, whatever. Um, and then your mother, where'd she grow up? My mother grew up in Brooklyn. So, and then... Yeah. In, in Bushwick. Um, and... Religious, either of them. My mother's mother came from an Orthodox family uh-huh. um, who immigrated from Russia to Montreal. Right. And then um, she came to New York and um, married this big Irishman. Who, Your mother? No, my grandmother. Oh, all right. Um, who, I, you know, I'm pretty sure he got her pregnant. And um, they got married and he had to convert and he wow. had to be circumcised when he was so like you're 21 part years Irish? old. A quarter. Are you fucking kidding me? There is no Irish in you. What's, do you see anything Irish about yourself? No, just uh, the sun burning. Wow, <laughs> I know. Can you talk in the mic? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, see, uh, that's yeah. good. Okay, better? Um, yeah, that's good. So, all right, so... So, yeah. I just can't believe you're, you have non-Jew blood in you. Yeah, but you know what? I don't know any... I don't know anybody in that so you part have of the family. Irish, right, but you have Irish people running around who are... Yeah, he had a big family, you. and my mother hadn't seen our cousin since she was, like, a teenager. Uh-huh. And my apparently my grandfather, he didn't want any of his brothers or sisters at his funeral because he didn't want them to know that he converted. Are so you kidding I have me? No idea Did he who, get buried in a Jewish cemetery? Yeah. Wow. Did, was he into it, or was he like... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I... Seemed like probably did it just to you know please my grandmother's right, parents. Right, right. Um, wow. I never knew him though. He but died the year mother, before I was born. But did your mother um, grow up religious or? 
My mother grew up, um, they would go to Montreal to my grandmother's family right. for all the holidays. Right, and, right. Um, we, you know, when we were kids, we, we belonged to a reformed temple, uh-huh. Jew. Oh, and um, and I had the, you know, my, yeah. my father didn't really like organized religion. Right. And, well, um, because so many people do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And um, so we had bar mitzvahs. Right. And, um, you know, but it was. But do you feel Jewy? And your comedy's Jewy. Yeah. I mean, culturally. Yeah. I, you know. And your mother's Jewy. Yes. She's still well, she's mid- from Long Island. Right. And she grew on Long Island. Yeah. Okay. So you grew up on Long Island. What, um, big house, little house, yeah, little, little house. house. My parents didn't make a lot and, of money. And, and you also have mentioned that you were the only Jew in the school. Is no, when we first moved onto our street, okay, we were the only Jewish family on our street. Right. And we lived, you know, there was just my brother and I and all the houses around, like the people next door had 11 children, the people across the street no had way. eight children, the people had like six children. And so. So it was a Catholic yeah, it yes. was all Irish and Italian. Right. And um, there were some other Jews in the neighborhood, but when we were kids, the other kids would, like, call us you know, Jew boy and throw pennies at really? us. Really? That's horrible. I know, it was horrible. And it's Did your, see, my, my mother would have gone over there to the other and said, your son is throwing pennies at my son, and I am calling my, the police. My like mother was like, well, what are you, a Rockefeller? You can afford yeah. to leave money lying on the floor? Go pick <laughs> yeah, it up. Right. And to this day, whenever I see a penny on the floor... You pick I, it up? Yeah, I'm like... I only pick it up if it's heads up, because that's supposed to be good luck. And then sometimes I'm like, I, don't, I can't bend. I can't <laughs> bend today. My back hurts. I'm done picking up. All right, so... Um, you go to public school. I went and to you're public smart. school. You're a sm- you're a I'm uh, fairly intelligent, yes. Okay. And when did you get fat? I was fat from second grade on. Uh-huh. Um, and then I went on a diet when I was, my mother and aunt had been, you know, had always had like, you know, they were never like enormously fat, but they always right. like were chunky. And they had tried the Dr. Atkins diet. Oh, yeah, the Atkins, yeah. And the book was the good. Dr. Atkins Diet right. Revolution. And right. I don't know, I found, I mean, I put myself on, I didn't tell right. anyone. Although I was eating like twelve pieces of chicken at right, dinner right, and no right. nothing else and no no carbs right. or anything right and I lost like forty pounds and you did yeah how fa- how fat how old were you at this point like fourteen okay we can't go from you know second grade to fourteen no but I was like, fat until so I was I mean I was fat at my bar mitzvah okay so you're fat and is your mother saying you're fat like because I was all right my grandmother my mother was not like she understood. She understood, uh, you know, that it was hard to be right. to be heavy. But she also was like, I remember her being impatient with me, trying to, you know, get pants on me at the store. She was, oh, if you weren't so fat, this would be so much easier. Oh, that's nice. That's awful. Was your brother fat? No, he always got the slim boys. Right, fit. right, right. And was he popular and and? No, he's like and, nerdy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, he, he, you know, he was in marching band. Right. He. he you know, he had like a group of like six six friends who were all right. guys who were all like super, you know, science club and right, right, all that right. kind of thing. Okay, so um, my grandmother for my sixteenth birthday gave me this book called "The Woman Doctor's Diet for Teenage Girls." Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, 
I was big and I was, you know, I was always tall and I was skinny, but then I got a little chunky yeah. and then I got skinny again. And now I'm a fat fuck from fucking antidepressants. Okay. So, um, I know I was, I was in great shape for yeah. years and years. I worked at the gym. I was a right. gym instructor. Right. And then in the last like seven, eight years, I just, I never thought I'd be chunky again. Right. It's not good. It's No, it's our age. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. You are just normal. Do you go to Hebrew school? Are you I went popular? to Hebrew school. Were I had the bar mitzvah. Funny? Did you have a lot of kids at your bar mitzvah? I did have a lot of kids at my bar mitzvah. You did? I went to, um, when I was nine, my parents sent me to uh, a summer camp for the creative and performing arts. I'm going to give that. That is such a Jewy thing because okay, it was yeah. it was uh, part of it was underwritten by the Board of Jewish Philanthropies. Okay. And um, it was like a wonder, it was an amazing experience right. because it was like all the teachers were professionals from New York, from the New York Ballet and the Philharmonic right, right, and right, everything. Right. And um, where was the camp? It was um, in uh, Wyandanch or Wheatley Heights, New York. Okay. It was called Usedan, and I went there for eight summers, and I made. Friends that I'm still friends with. Really? To so this how day. old were you when you went? I went there from first summer I was nine, and I just loved it. I and mean, you slept there? No, no, it wasn't sleep away. Ah. It was sort of like a. It was kind of. I mean, it's in a beautiful setting, right. with Woods and everything, but it was. So like you get it was, on a bus. Yeah, but yeah. it was sort of like a like a school schedule there. Right. Like you'd, you'd like have a major and a minor. Right. You'd, you'd like my you know major and in choir that. and minor in painting right. or something. Oh, it was great. And how many how many of the Boys were gay, do you think? That um, uh, 
percentage-wise? You know, I don't know. I mean, but there were a bunch of them that, you know, I was never gay. They were never out there. Right. right. Um, and um, although I went, so when I went back there the year after I was my last year because right. they were put on a show. I went, and I met this guy there. And it was the first boy that I kissed. We went off into the woods. Wait, how old, how old were you? Like 17. You were 17 when you first kissed a boy? You're late. Blinder. I know. Well, you know. Right. And, um, was but like, I saw him. Like, oh not, no, God. I ran into him like three years ago. And he, now I see him all the time. No way. Yeah. Are um, you still attracted to him? He's an attractive guy. Whatever. I'm not like, you know, okay, I'm not looking to drag him into the woods again. Okay. So, um, since we're doing Pride. Um, we're doing Pride. You know, I often say that I knew I was gay, like, when I was three, but I didn't know what it was until I was an adolescent. Right. And then I was like, oh, that's why I always feel weird and I don't want to, you know, play with dolls. And, you know, uh, I just want, I want to play with the cars. I want to move the lawn. You know. I yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love, you know, my teacher or this one. Right, right. But you really don't know. So when... Oh, I knew. Yeah, I, I knew too. I knew I when mean, I was know, like four. Yeah, so you know when you're very little, but you don't know what it is. No, I knew what it was. Really? I remember um, wow. my father and uncle, we went into the locker room at this pool club, and I was fascinated. Really? Yeah. Well, see, you know, I we went to the uh, Jewish Y. So when I went in the locker the room. Why? Yeah. The why? <laughs> the why me? The why we not? went to the why me. Oh, I forgot to do the bell. All right. So anyway, we went to the Jewish why, right? Yeah. And I'd go in the um, locker room. It was like, you know, women whose tits were on the fucking floor dragging right. on the floor. Because, <laughs> and it was like the senior center. Yeah. It was just old Jewish women. Ben is looking at me because he ordered food in. And... Um, Oh, who, who are these people? Okay, whatever. Um, no, he didn't call Ben. I'm just saying. Okay, there, this is the hazard of recording. Ben ordered food from where? Lemwich. Um, he just went to the gym. He stares at himself in the mirror. And um, did you tip him? How weird is that? What? That I just said it. So Ben is fascinated. Ben, by the way, Jewish, just said, oh, do you think, you know, check your phone to see if the guy called from downstairs. And then two seconds later. The guy was there. The was there. So um, th this is what the beauty of recording. Okay, I'm, Ben, stop with the paper. Be nice when other Annoying. people. Annoying. Like the exterminator yeah. will show up next. So, um... So, yeah, so I knew when I was yeah. four. Right. And I remember, you know, I was always... You know, looking at the penis. When you were, would you look at their penis and balls? I didn't really get to see that, except like I'd be in the locker room, you know, on those occasions. Right. But I remember looking at boys' bodies and things like, oh, you know, their their musculature right. and you know mm. stuff. But yeah, always. Um, and did you want to touch it or? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to touch it. Ooh, that's <laughs> so funny. I'm, I'm saying this in front of Ben. Did well, he, you want to touch it? Well, I think he kind of... Ben, did you always know you were straight? Yeah. Or did you ever... I, I always wonder, like, if children of gays are like, oh, I wonder if I'm gay. No? No. Uh, fuck. Both of them are straight. It's so fucking annoying. Anyway, so, um, but I do you call... You do the best you can. I know. Them. But I do call them, and, and I'm like, 
about once a week. And I'm like, you sure you're not gay? And they're like, yeah. So, <laughs> um, and they smell and they're guys. Anyway, the point, the point is that we, we are born this way. Yeah. This is who we are. Um, now, you, you knew you couldn't tell anyone. I remember reading when I was like 11. I had this Uncle Herman who Such, was wild. Yeah, him, yeah. him and Aunt Sissy were like, they were um, my father's stepsister and right. husband. And she had leather pants and they were like very cool in the 70s. And he always had dirty magazines. Right. And he rode a motorcycle and she rode a motorcycle. Wow. And then when all the kids. And they were Jews? Yeah. And then when all okay. the kids, all the kids uh, got to their like 18th birthday, they all got motorcycles and they would go on. No way. And these are Jews? Yeah. Wow. And they, um, he had given my father a stack of. Right. Playboys. I mean, I remember reading them, and there was one article about gay sex, and that, and I remember reading it to be fascinated, and right. I was like, and it was sort of like, oh my god, this is so great, so great, and you know, I would like totally be into it, and then it was, it was fine, and then at some point, I remember thinking, oh, I can never tell anyone about this, right. Right. Yeah. What is that that we know? Well, that's like safety, right? I mean, it's just that you know. I just, I just wonder, you know, how we instinctively knew it was like criminal in our. Well, heads, I think you know? you know you hear things when you're kids, like right. like you know, and not even necessarily so overt, just right. things that people say in passing. Right. I mean, that's like one of the things I didn't really being Jewish at the you know. On Long Island, I remember having a teacher in Hebrew school say, like, a homophobic thing. No way. And I remember people did you saying racist things, and I remember thinking, this doesn't sound like religion. This right, is right, right. really fucked up. And so I always never felt like... I just, I don't remember, like, that's the weird thing. I don't yeah. remember, especially for my parents, you know, they would never say... They did they weren't, they never said like racist. Well, I remember, know, no, like, I never heard a racist. Home, I mean. I never heard a racist thing in my parents' house. Right. Never. And I know that if I would have ever said anything, I would have gotten right. smacked. So, but, but in our neighborhood, there were, um, you know, there were oh my God, quite total. a few people. Well, we, we used to get swastikers and, you know, cause we moved into this town in New Jersey. No black people. Yeah. And then when the Jews started moving in, um, you know, they had a KKK. They oh, my God. It's so crazy. And that, that's fucking mental. Um, okay. So you're going through school. Uh, what, were you, what were your extracurricular activities? Did you have a lot of friends? I did have. A, I did. School? Like, yeah. I got, you know, after I was away, I became. So up until you were fat, 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 did you have friends during? Well, you said you had a lot of people at your bar mitzvah. Yeah, because a lot of them were from your from the play. summer camp. Oh, all right. I mean, I'm friends with people to this day. Right. Um, and um, yes, yeah, so, but then in high school, I made a lot of friends, and I was the class president in my senior year. No way. I know it's like so funny to me now. Wow, um, so but you I was ran in the a campaign and everything. Yeah, I guess I must have because I can't really remember. So you were like Pete Buttigieg. Yes, I was like Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> I was that's yeah. hilarious. Okay, so and I was in the musical and the right. plays, so and I was on the yearbook right, and all that right, stuff. Right, yeah, right. So you were very active. Plus, you had good grades. So then yeah, yeah. You go to Vassar. 
Right. And you think you want to be an actor. Like, I, you always wanted to be an actor. I thought I always wanted to be an actor because I had such good experiences. I mean, right. it totally was a change. And I was a, I don't know, you know, then there's, my parents are very, very smart people. Right. But they both had very questionable self-esteem. Right. Um, Which is why, did your mother work? My mother worked after we got old enough. My mother, see, my mother. Is, did she go to college? No. My did your father? No. My well, father. How were these Jews my, that didn't well, go to college? Well, my father, obviously, like now it's clear that he had a learning disability. Really? Because, he, but at that time they didn't know what that right, was. Right, they, right. you know, they, and, and what kind of, uh, you know, perception of yourself can you have if you're trying really hard and you're not. Right. Doing it, getting. Especially during that. Era. Yeah. So he always thought he wasn't smart, mm-hmm. you know, but, but looking back, I mean, he could never spell things. He always had trouble. Right. With so he was probably directions. dyslexic. Yeah. But he was very smart. He was a very good artist. Right. But um, he never felt like anything he did right. was good enough. And my well, mother. Do you think his parents helped in that situation? Well, he also, he grew up, his mother died when he was three Ugh. and they were very poor. Right. And at one time, my grandfather had to put him in or- an orphanage because no he couldn't take care of him. And uh, they lived with one of his aunts at another time. And, like, he slept under the dining room table. No and oh, All right, I can't. And apparently, you know, some of um, one of his aunts, my mother told me that his aunts had said things like, oh, well, she shouldn't have had more children talking about oh, his, his mother, mother because of died, her health. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like something. I mean, they never said that to him. Right, but, right, right, but he, right. And my mother was, um, my mother's really smart, but my mother's smart in ways, you know, she's very, she's very good in math. Right. And in ways that girls weren't encouraged. Right, right. And, um, you know, the options open to women at, I mean, she's 85 years old. The options right. open to women at that time were you could be a teacher or a nurse. Right, and, of course. And, or um, secretary. You know, yeah. And or so, you know, I'm wondering if she was, if she was a young person now, she wouldn't have had kids so soon. Right, she would have right, had a right. career. How old were they when you were born? Um, my father was 37 and my mother was 30 when I was born. Wow. Okay. Um, but, you know, my grandmother, my mother had all these girlfriends who were, um, you know, getting married. And then there were three of them that weren't married. Um, and one of them got married and my grandmother said to my grandfather, well, that just leaves Sonny and Joan, and Joan has a career. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, so, I did, you know, I told... So it's like, yeah. how can you get some self-esteem with that? Right. I, I had... I have a cousin, um, and her mother-in-law, uh, very right-wing. So anyway, the mother-in-law is like, why isn't Judith married? And she didn't know what to say, so she said, well, she's too tall, and, you know, she can't find a guy tall enough. And the woman fucking believed this. Well, because that makes sense at that time. If she's so fucking stupid, right, they right. would be okay with that, you know? Right, well, then... Okay. Um, so, anyway, you know, I wanted to be an actor, but I always had, like, this, you know, fucking self-doubt about everything. Right. It's been, like, this horrible thing That's for me so to overcome. For, for a, a comedian Jew. and a Jew, Jew to have self-doubt. Yeah. So, and, but even though you were in the play and you were doing... Right. And so I went to college and I... Wait, just, so I have to go okay. back a little since this is the Pride episode. So you're in high school. You don't kiss anyone until you're a senior in high school. Um, The summer before. Yeah. And you're in the 
play and around the gays. Yeah, but nobody was out. Right. Um, okay. You know. And were you like jerking off to like, you know. Everything. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I finish. This is crazy. But my first summer home from college. Right. My my summer job was working for a singing telegram company. No way. Yeah. And um, and so it was a great job to have. It was right, better than, right. you know, flipping burgers or working right, and right. filing in some office. But I drove all over Nassau and Suffolk County, like, you know, six gigs a night. Right, right, right. And I had to change costumes sometimes. So I would, like, run into, like, the Dunkin' Donuts and change in right, the bathroom. Right, right. And then I ran off um, on the Long Island Expressway. There's this... Um, like a rest area where I, so I changed in the car and that I discovered that it was a gay place and I didn't know it. And the thing is my typical costume was this white tie and tails with a white top hat. And, um, and so like, of course, like you're 20, 19, 20 years old, you're like, you know, you're fucking anything that moves. And, Oh, because so, that's changed a lot. Right, right. And I, so I would like, after my gigs, I would stop there because it was like right before my exit. And I would go and like, I'd walk into the woods and meet people. But I was wearing the fucking outfit. No way. You were wearing the white tie. <laughs> yeah. No one ever, did and they no one ever, ever said anything. No way. What did they think you were like? I know, it's hilarious. That's so funny. I just said Lawrence Welk. That makes me not so Lawrence Welk. Not a Jew. Not Jewish. And uh, from a country that was not a big fan of the Jews. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, he, that show became so Christian. Didn't it? At the end, a, they're like, oh, my God. It's like a and I know. But I loved watching it. Okay. So. So, uh, I, so when I went to fashion, I, like, I didn't ever believe that. And I also discovered did you, did, I didn't really want to act as much. I didn't lo- like, I love the camaraderie of it and, you know, putting on a show. You and, just love being in that. Right. But like the nuts and bolts of, you know, what's the author's intent and what's right. the director's vision and how do I move my hand this way? Right. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't, I don't have the attention span. Right. So you did, did was Vassar the, your first choice? It was because... <laughs> I had, my parents didn't really know how to advise me. And my brother went to the University of Rochester to study engineering. Oh, that's an excellent school. Yeah, it was an excellent school. And um, so my parents said, oh, you should look at Rochester. And I'm like, well, and I didn't know what I wanted. You know, to- your brother went to Rochester. Uh, yeah. And it's a, it's not uh, expensive. It was expensive. It was, it was really expensive. Oh, all right, sorry. And, um, and um, so I just, like, I had a bazillion college catalogs and I... <laughs> Looked through all of these, and I didn't really know what I was doing. And um, so, you know, you plan the trips to go visit the different colleges. Yes. yes. So, except for us, the um, first trip was to go to Vassar because I liked that it was small, and I liked that it was close enough to home. Because if I if I would have gone farther away, I would have only been able to come home for Christmas. I would never right. be able to come home for anything. And my yeah. grandmother lived with us, and I was very very close to her. And I was the last one. This is to, your mother's mother. Yes, and I was mm-hmm. the last one to leave home, so it was like a. I didn't want to be that far away. And um, so my parents, I drove to Poughkeepsie to Vassar and I was feeling like a little car sick and my parents were annoying me. Right. And so I just like, I said, okay, I'm going to apply early decision here. And if I don't get in, then we'll go visit some other places. <laughs> I don't want to take a car ride eight hours to Rochester in the car with them. <laughs> so because your parents were so fucking annoying, you went to Vassar. Hey, everyone. You know what I just did? 
I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of liquid IV because I love liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra, that has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them, and they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDYGOLD at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. You're at Vassar um, and you're in the acting program. First of all, I didn't even know you could sing. Yeah, well, it's been a while since I like say, sung. Say, all right, yeah. I'll do one. With, let's sing Hava Nagila. Hava Nagila, Hava Nagila, Hava Nagila, Venusmaha. Okay. All right. I'm glad you got out of here. Thank uh, you. Well, I, I'm more of a tenor, actually. You start okay. a little low. Sorry. Uh, so uh, you go through Vassar. You yeah. get a degree yeah. in drama. Do you join a frat? Did they don't. They, have they don't have them I there. They had it. something called like the Royal Order of the Moose, right. which was a secret thing, and right. I don't really know. I never was invited, but there were like taxidermy animals right. all over the campus one day a year. That's nice. Some, yeah. So did you start dating girls, boy? Like what was? I had then? a girlfriend. Um, Even that. This is after you kissed the guy. Yes. At camp. Right. And this is a- a- after you're wearing the white tux yes. and tails and getting blowjobs. Yes, jobs yeah, yeah. The- so then I um, I had a girlfriend in, in college. Wait, can you just tell me uh, just one singing telegram story? Um, one singing telegram story? Well, I mean, they were all kind of blended together. I mean, sometimes I'd wear the top hat and tails, and sometimes I would be a singing gorilla, and sometimes I would and be like, what, like an Arabian Nights guy. Did they write the stuff for you? There were... Um, there were standard songs for every occasion, but the company was called Tailored Tune, so you could pay extra and 
you know, they would say, oh, you want to do a thing for Judy's birthday? Tell us all about Judy. And they would write and a they, song. Oh, so and they would, had people that... Yeah, and then you'd have do to... Do they still have those? I, I think so. But now you do it on the fucking phone, which it's... Must yeah, be, but it's not the same. I know. But I was in like... Right, but you so, I got, yeah. I got Did invi- you ever go and they're not there? No. But uh, I got invited to stay at people's weddings and anniversaries. And, you know, people you treated stay? me really well. Yeah, why not? That's like when I was a toll collector on the <laughs> and they'd be going to like the Garden State Art Center and give me a joint or something. I'm like, oh, you're going to that concert? Right hilarious. <laughs> um, did you continue the uh, singing telegram for years? I did it just... for maybe two or three summers. Okay, you know, it was a just summer job. Yeah. So you graduate college? I did. And do do you now? What's the story with your grandmother at this point and with you coming out? And how many boyfriends did you have? Did you have any? You're dating a girl in college. Yes, Wendy. Wendy. She was lovely. But you had no interest in having sex with her. Well, we had sex. I know. But did you have an interest in it? Like, what did you well, have it to nice. do? Well, it was nice. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it wasn't like it was unpleasant. Like, it was just not really. Would you get aroused? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I couldn't even get aroused with a guy. Like that, I am a Kinsey six. Yeah, I mean, I have no, like, I don't know that, I, I, you know, I had sex with, I had sex with five different women. What? Oh my God. Over, over, I can't believe this is the, you're not proud. What Now, why do you think you had sex? Because I try to explain this to the young gays, that we felt like we had to try to Yeah, because you want to try it. You want to make sure but that. straights never try to be gay. Yeah, well, I wouldn't try to be poor either. <laughs> you know, <I> mean, <laughs> that's it a sucked. good line. I like that. Um, but I this is I had sex with um, with uh, three women in college, one woman from the gym over the summer, and one woman after I moved to New York. And any one, Jews? No, one was one was Hispanic, mm-hmm. one was black, one was Asian. One was like this Italian sort of Jersey girl right. type, and one was a complete wasp. So you ran the gamut. Yeah, I know. It's like the, a ben, so it's like funny. a Benetton ad or something. So, and do any of them last longer than just a, you're like what was the longest relationship? Like, I dated for like you know one year of college, I guess. Wow. I guess. Oh, do you think they were? In, did you say I love you and stuff like that? I don't remember. <laughs> do you think they remember? Do you ever talk to any of them? Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I mean, one of them was my best friend all through college, and okay. that was just sort of happened. Which um, one was that? The black? No, Hispanic, uh, Asian? the Hispanic girl. Uh huh. Um, woman. I'm sorry, fast. You're supposed to say woman. You're not supposed to say girl. Oh, I can't believe. Um, but although looking back, you know, when you're right. 18. Um, and um, I was, oh, you know Nancy Marshawn, the actress who played um, Tony Soprano's mother? Yes. Okay, so she came... No, that was... What's her name? Tony Soprano's mother was... What's her name? Uh, Nancy Olivia. Marchand. No, Olivia, Olivia was the name of the character. Right. But it Nancy Marchand is the actress. It was? Yeah. And she she came to teach a... a well, first of all... A master's class at... Marchand? Yeah, M-A-R-C-H-A-N-D. It, what, I'm telling you, she... Hold on. Please hold. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Ding, ding, ding. I mean... Uh, she came. 
she came to my college to teach this class. Some Olivia alum- Supra- Oh. Some alumnus had given a grant. She wa- first of all, she was brilliant. Oh, in hilar- the Sopranos. hilarious. Yes. And um, oh, yep. we had to do monologues okay. in class. And I did this monologue from this play called As Is, which was an AIDS play. Yes, I remember and, and I came and she like started giving me comments and she gave me good comments. And I was like, oh, this is exciting. And then she goes, are you homosexual? <laughs> In front of the whole, the whole class. The whole class. And, you know, because these were, she didn't care. Right. And these were all my friends who I'd been friends with for four years, and including my best friend and the girl and I was the dating. Hispanic girl the girl I was funny. dating. Right. And I was just like, well, I've had some experiences. <laughs> and then I that? slumped back to my seat, and there was not a so sound. So what did, wait. <laughs> there was not a sound in the room. What did the girlfriend say? Or the ex-girlfriend? I don't know what. She, she was very cool about it. She had a gay friend. But right. she, she was like, oh, I don't, I don't right. you know. And fun. this is like, no, we're, we, yeah, we have AIDS at this point. Oh, my God, did yes, people have AIDS? Yeah, yeah it was like the height of yeah, it. Yeah, this is the height of the AIDS crisis. Yeah. Uh, okay, so when do you decide no more girls? And in between the girls, are you going? I had a boyfriend my senior year. Of college. Of college. He was, he lived in the town. A friend like he of, wasn't a college he, person? He, he, was, a he was best friends with a friend of mine who was at Vassar, but they both come from Poughkeepsie. And he had, this guy had taken a year off from college and was living in Poughkeepsie. He lived in his grandmother's boarding house. Oh. And he was great. Yeah. Yeah, so that was... So how long was that? That just, you know, like a semester or so until oh. I graduated. Right. Um, yeah, he was... And everyone was fine. You and know. you're not out at all? Through college, are you out? Well, I mean, see, but at that time, your friends. Well, your the parents out- don't know. No. This oh, this is a. This yes, is how my, I want to get to that. So my parents. <laughs> but and also, the um, wait, I have to. Um, that uh, second guessing grandma. Oh yeah. It there's a video. Right. The the story's uh, better, but the video is. The video is fantastic. I mean, but the story is amazing. Yeah. But, well, I'll tell you my parents. Right, so my, t- uh, we need to do your coming out story. So, and how old are you at this point? So I was, it was right, it was one of the summers home from college. I can't remember. Okay, so you're, I, maybe, this is. Yeah, maybe it was, or maybe it was the summer after college. I right. Couldn't, I couldn't remember. Oh, shit, I dropped his mic. Sorry. It's okay, yeah. I just hold it in front of yeah, my mouth yeah, here yeah. because I can't be trusted to stay yeah. close to it. Okay. Um, so I, um, you know, once I went to college... I had friends from all over the country, which I never had before. Right. And, you know, it's not like now where you could just call anyone anywhere for the same amount of money. So if you oh, call, no, you if you call to, like yeah. Colorado, it's, you know, $2 for the first three minutes right. and then, oh, you know, a so dollar for That's the, why when I was on the road and I couldn't make any phone calls. Right. Yeah. So, and when I was in college, my mother sends me in the mail a three-minute egg timer <laughs> so that I shouldn't talk too long on the no phone. No way. Yeah. So oh, the only time I ever wow. used it was when I talked to her. <laughs> like, oh my, sorry, I got to go. It's almost time. And um, so, so I had, you know, friends from, you know, and I wasn't used to really worrying about the phone call right. because all my friends were local. So when I got home from college, I was calling people in Kansas and Michigan. Oh, it's my fucking phone. I thought it was off. Um, do we have to answer it or just, we just let it. So, um, so this was at the time when the um, when the phone sex lines were first 
started. And yes, so, I had a roommate. So I you. called one of them. Yes. And I was home for the summer working. And they were expensive. Yeah. I was home for the summer working and... This is your senior... After your senior year? year maybe, maybe junior. All right, whatever. No, it was after my senior year. Yeah, okay. definitely. And um, I was working my summer jobs and I would get home before my parents. And I, I would get the mail and the phone bill came and I thought, you know what? I bet I spent like a million dollars on the phone. So I opened it up and the call to the sex line is on there like... You know, it was cost like $10 for the man-to-man line. No way. And my mother is super organized. She, like, go over everything with a fine-tooth right. comb to make sure. Fine tooth a fine-tooth comb. So I was like, oh, no, 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 no. So I hid it in my room. <laughs> and, I, and I thought, and I thought I'll just pay it and, you know, tell her, oh, I overcharged and I didn't want you to pay. And I, I forgot about it. And my mother is so super organized. She goes, you know, we didn't get a phone bill. And, and she called them up and got them to send a new one. Oh, fuck. So I, had to, so I had to tell them before the phone bill came. So, all right. So let's do that scene. Okay. Let's do that scene. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Eddie? Um, I, the, I just realized we never got a phone bill. Um, um, uh, uh, Morris. I don't know. Morris, have you seen the phone bill? Uh, yeah, I don't. You see the phone bill? Uh, and I, uh, I just said I don't know, I don't know. And then like the next day, I was okay, like, you're not even doing the. I don't know. Scene. I don't know. There was no scene. Okay, it was fine, just. But it I'm was calling just, them right now. It was so. just stress in my mind, obsessing, right, so like freaking out, oh freaking out, freaking out. She's gonna see it. Right. Yeah. So I took my mother. I, I, it took me. It must take like an hour to get it out. So to where, say where it. were you? We were at our house, and I was I, your father Morris there. I came out to them both separately, but the same day. Okay, so who, so I took first. my mother, and we ended up going for a walk, and I couldn't. I just couldn't get it out. I was just silent. She's Did like, she know? She must have known, you know. And I told her, and how did you say it? I told her I'm gay, and I told my father, and the first thing both of them said was. You know, your father's really going to be upset about this. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and my father said, "Your mother's going right." Be upset, so right. you know, it was completely fine. Right. But then I told them some story about this guy that I that my cousin had run into with right. me, who was gay, and my cousin knew he was gay, and and his name was Luigi. Mm-hmm. And my mother was like, "Luigi." <laughs> Wait, was, was and did anyone else gay in your family? Not that I Same. knew of. Same. Although my grandmother's sister. Pretty Definitely. obvious now. Definitely. Pretty. She was seventy-five years old. She was never married. She was proud that she was a virgin. She was like oh. this little chunky, right. bossy aunt, aunt Giddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, it's just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's just, just kill me. No. Judy Gold's Just Kill Me. Just kill me now.